Welcome to Flip Switch's Protective Factors for Mood Disorders. Protective factors? What? What are you talking about? Protective factors are those parts of your behavior or very being that make you less likely to either have a mood disorder at all or to have as severe of a mood disorder if you do have one. So, protective factors very literally protect you from depression and bipolar disorder. Some protective factors you're just born with and you can't control one way or another, and it's simply the hand of fate that determines whether you get to wear a certain protective factor as a shield. Others, however, are things you can directly try to replicate in your own life. Here's a list of some of the more important factors that protect an individual against a mood disorder. This list is just a brief description, so we encourage you to research them even more and be a little more on guard when some of these are absent from you or your loved one's lives. Here we go. Number one, good genetics. There's simply no way around it. Some of us are skinnier than others. Some of us are smarter than others. Some of us will be seven feet tall, while other people will be only about four foot, if they're lucky. And all of these things are largely determined by fate and good old mom and dad. Mood disorder has a large genetic component to it, so some people will just naturally be more resistant to depression. There's not much you can really do about this one, as it's just the cards you're dealt. But generally, the more family members you have with a disorder of some kind, the less protective your genetics are likely to be for you. Two, cultural beliefs and religiosity. Have you ever been to a friend's house whose parents literally freaked out because you committed the horrid sin of wearing shoes in their house? Let me assure you that your friend probably thought nothing of immediately taking his or her shoes off when he or she entered the house. That's why cultural and religious beliefs are so important as protective factors. If you're part of a religion that sees horrible life events as part of some divine plan, then nothing seems bad, so you're more likely to let bad life events roll off of you. If you're from a strict culture that values achievement and other pro-social activities, then you're more likely to engage in those positive activities. Of course, it's hard to just start believing in a new religion, and just like your friend with the shoes, it takes a long time for a culture to pound into you these new ways of thinking. But still, you might want to take a look at what's positive and working in other cultures and religions that keeps people safe and happy. Number three, a cohesive family unit. I know, I know, the traditional nuclear family is a quickly fading thing and we should value the family in all its diverse forms, blah, blah, blah. Very true. However, the research is pretty firm. The more harmonious and supportive the family is, the less likely a mood disorder is to occur or become more severe. And a good family system isn't just about having parents. They need to be two good models of good behavior and get along and not drink and steal and all of that. Basically, it's like this. The further you get from those old 50 shows with family members that were always positive and happy, the less protective your family unit becomes. And since we're talking about mood disorders, remember, when someone's afflicted with a mood disorder, the entire family suffers. Four, easy access to care. If you get down and feel horrible and need to go to the hospital or see a psychologist, it might be hard to deal with things if you have to drive an average of five hours every time you want to talk to one. Worse, what if you don't have money to pay for one? A very common problem. Well, then it's just nuts to you. The research is pretty firm on this one. The easier it is to get good health care, the better the outcomes tend to be. Assess your own level of access to health care.
number five, avoiding substance abuse. Hey, you ever heard this one? Don't drink or use drugs. You think that's just what old fogies say? Well, it's not just a song and dance. Substance abuse is so often accompanying so many of life's problems that one wonders why people wouldn't just punch themselves in the face rather than drink and use drugs. It's like this. If you're unhappy or spinning out of control, stop using substances immediately. And we're not just talking about crack or Mad Dog 2020 either. People that smoke at an early age, people that use lots of caffeine, people that use over-the-counter medications more, all at more risk for a mood disorder. So, this is one you do have some control over. Be the person that can say they have the protective factor of being a person that doesn't abuse substances. Six, good physical health. Have you ever eaten about three servings of a giant meal at around Thanksgiving? You know what I'm talking about. You have to loosen your pants from all the gluttony. How'd you feel? If you're like me, you felt like you didn't want to move and you couldn't think about very much in any detailed way at all. So it is with good health. Look, your body and your mind are connected. If one's out of whack, the other usually suffers. And as such, the better physical health you're in, the more protected against mental illness you generally are. So stay on a good workout routine and eat right. And you can call this protective factor yours. Number seven, having no other disorders. You know, mental health is like potato chips. If you have one, you're more likely to have another. And once you've gotten a disorder, you automatically go into the more at-risk category. Of course, it's on a continuum, so a person with a substance abuse disorder and an eating disorder is more at risk for depression than a person with only a substance abuse disorder alone, though they're both at risk. Eight, good interpersonal skills. Hey, here's a good rule of thumb. Don't be a jerk. Getting along with people even when they may be obnoxious or a problem themselves is a part of having good interpersonal skills. It's like this. The better your interpersonal skills, the easier it is to not fight and interact smoothly with people. In return, this leads to more possible supports for you whenever you might have a problem in the future. If you have problems with interpersonal skills, it's something that can be worked on. And just remember this though, if you're having problems getting along with everyone, stop saying it's everyone else. It's very likely you. Accept that and you can engage in our next protective factor to help you address ways of getting along with people better. Number 9. Pro-social after-school activities. You know the movies where the dumb jock picks on the smart kid for being a nerd? Well, typically the movies have it all wrong. Why? Because sports are a pro-social after-school activity. In fact, athletes typically do better than other students in academics and have better interpersonal skills. Basically, while you're doing some activity like volunteering or playing a sport or being in some form of club, a number of really good things are also happening. A. You're not out doing something bad. B. You're working towards some positive goal. C. If it's a sports activity, for instance, you're also improving your physical health. D. You're interacting with lots of people with which you have at least one thing in common and on and on. This is one of those things that you should really think about if you're not involved in some kind of positive after-school activity. The benefits really are just that good.
10. Finally, there's the end-all be-all. Support system. Sooner or later, everybody needs help, and when nobody's there for you, you do worse. That's it in a nutshell. When people are first diagnosed with bipolar disorder, they're usually told that the entire family and friend system are crucial to the success of treatment. It's because the people in our lives matter just that much. It's like this. People need people. Just keep repeating that until it sticks. Again, research all of those protective factors. They're all on a continuum. So just because you're not the best on one or two of them doesn't mean you're automatically the worst on them either. Go get them.